0: Today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we're talking wrestling documentaries. Which one should you go out of your way to see? We'll tell you. Plus, Brawler Malonis recounts his travel day from hell.
1: Hey, you know who who came up with that,
0: right? Who's that? That's Richard Lewis's. That is his thing, isn't it? All right, then, Brian, your promo about nothing and so much more. But first, tell him, George. So subdued. (laughs) I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast. About another like, episode 160, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast. Currently on an extended hiatus from the ring, and joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars. Now he is a contracted Ring of Honor wrestler. He is Mister Inside Edition. He is one half of the Bouncers. He is Brawl Daddy, Brawler Malonus why do you call me that <laughs> it just rolls just rolls off the tongue we need something peppy for you there
1: <laughs> peppy it
0: sounds stupid oh come on let's we're gonna get that over
1: well, even, i even like the wine city whaler better than brawl daddy really <laughs> yeah I, I
0: think you're brawl daddy you're a daddy and you're a brawler
1: little joe murata came up with a good one there <laughs> <laughs> little, little joey did
0: that was actually a a michael quinn production brian but
1: oh okay big michael quinn yes
0: big michael quinn
1: Uh, we're giving these guys free plugs right from the jump today
0: yes yes we are uh speaking of little guys brian you met my little guy finally a couple weeks back he
1: exists
0: (laughs) he does exist yeah you and sonny goodspeed were talking about how uh we're not sure that he's even a, a real thing well
1: he is isn't he he looks a little like the kingpin Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he does not. He looks like his mom. Thank God, huh? <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, good, look, good looking boy you got there, Mike. He's, uh, he's a... <laughs> that's uh, That's your big boy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like keeping up with you at, at, you the, mean, at the restaurant.
0: What, <laughs> what do you mean by that?
1: <laughs> you know, you both were enjoying a, a large quantity of food.
0: Well, we're hungry. <laughs> Those Crockett boys get hungry.
1: Yes, yes, apparently. And uh, you got to see what you're in store for in like three years (laughs) as well.
0: (laughs) Yes, because you had your two little ones there as well.
1: Yes, and and Kirsten is good. That's my daughter. And Michael, uh, named after you, is uh, a complete goddamn lunatic. (laughs) Where do we got that from? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have him committed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's one of those things, like, I understand why people medicate their kids these days. Are you looking into it? Uh, perhaps. <laughs> now nah, I just slip him a little whiskey. <laughs> puts, puts him right up for the night. The problem is, he's so big, you know, it takes like, you know, four or five shots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really feed my kid alcohol. I swear I'm kidding. <laughs> uh,
0: do you feed him mini eggs, though?
1: <laughs> you, know, you know, weirdly enough, like, they're not like his favorite thing. No, hmm. no, he's into like gummy candies. He's 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 uh real big into the uh, the sour patch kids. Really, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, he's he digs them. He's like spicy stuff. Like he's I don't even know how to describe Michael. He's he's like a he's like a forty two year old man like stuck inside a three year old's body. He's like he's and he's a complete lunatic.
0: A three year old's body, Brian.
1: <laughs> well, like a six year old's body. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, last year we went to Disney. He was uh, under three, and they're, they're still free if they're under if they're under three years old. And we felt like Disney literally never checks like birth certificates. Like I could probably go with my seven year old daughter and say she's two, and they're probably not, not going to say anything. But uh, we felt compelled to travel with his birth certificate just in <laughs> case because he doesn't look his age like even a little bit. And he also he's like, he's pretty advanced, like verbally, too. Like, so when you interact with him, you can actually have a conversation with him. But yeah, he, I mean, you talk about your big boys. He's a big boy as well. He is. And he's, like I said, he's a lunatic. He's a maniac. And uh, gives me and his uh, mother a run for our money. Yes.
0: Well, well I was talking about mini eggs, Brian. Uh, I got a gift. I put it on Twitter at. Uh, you got
1: a gift? You t- got a gift? <laughs>
0: At the WPAN. Uh, it was from the Home Record podcast. And I don't know if you've even mentioned that on the show yet. It's a new podcast from our friends Alex Arion and Monique.
1: It's the Arions. The Golden Greeks, if you will.
0: The Arians, yes, the Golden Greek and his trophy wife. They have a new podcast called the Homewrecker Podcast. Check it out; it's on Podbean. It is on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, I got them
1: all. I got them all uh, downloaded. I just haven't had a chance to uh, to listen yet. I was a uh, lazy, lazy boy on my flights this week, uh, you know, and uh, I slept even even with the delays. I slept.
0: <laughs> you were in a lazy boy. You in the first class? I wish. Monique and Alex from the Home Record Podcast sent me. Well, I guess they sent us. It, my name, my name was on the address label, Brian. But it was literally a five-pound bag of Cadbury mini eggs.
1: What's left? Four ounces.
0: <laughs> no, I haven't cracked it open yet because I have other bags still. But uh, it's literally <laughs> like a like a bulk bag, like a, just a big clear plastic bag of mini eggs. It's like I don't even know what to do with it. Like, how do do I just eat them i know but just open it up on the side. it's just like a huge it's like literally like a throw pillow size (laughs) bag of cabri
1: mini eggs uh sounds uh sounds wonderful
0: yeah i I was told to share them with you as well so uh yeah you should next time i see you
1: don't be a fat (laughs) pig (laughs)
0: <laughs> so thanks again to Alex and Monique from the Homewrecker podcast. Once again, check out homewreckerpodcast.com, I believe is the website for more information on their show. They're talking about uh, issues between couples and they get into conspiracy theories and they talking about aliens and the... Yeah, the moon conspiracy. Did people really land on? Uh, really go to the moon? There's a wrestling episode as well. If you're in, I mean, if you're listening to the wrestling, so be sure to check out that episode where Alex and Monique talk about their pro wrestling. Uh fandom, and how Alex got into wrestling. Uh, Great stuff over there on the Homebreaker podcast. So thank you once again to Alex and Monique. And thank you to everyone who participated in our survey, Brian. We're getting some good feedback.
1: Survey time. Survey
0: says. So uh, please, everybody, if you haven't yet It'll take five or 10 minutes of your time. It'll go a long way in helping us make the best WPAN we possibly can. And it's completely anonymous, so just let us have it. Go to tinyurl.com slash WPAN survey. That's tinyurl.com slash WPAN survey. Give us your feedback. We would really appreciate it. And someplace else you can go is brianmalonis.com. Soon to be updated, right?
1: Hopefully soon, yeah. It's gonna get some friggin' artists to like respond to me here. What is it with you people?
0: You still haven't heard back?
1: No, and I've reached out to a couple more. I don't know what the deal is. You figure a big star like myself would, uh, you know, spur people <laughs> to uh, respond rather quickly, but to apparently snap not. to it, right? Yes, I'm a friggin' I'm a international wrestling superstar, Mike.
0: So they say. So they say. So, but so there are still some designs there, not quite. Uh, you know, they're, they're older designs, Brian, but more to come to com if you
1: want your t-shirts. You know where there's a couple new designs, though, Mike? Uh-huh. ROH Wrestling's Pro Shop, ROHWrestling.com, two new Bouncers t-shirts. How about those bad boys, huh? The the Bouncers bar and Grill. Pretty,
0: pretty, pretty
1: good. Kingpin. Belly up or get out, Mike, huh? You saw, You know something about belly up, huh?
0: No, it's Belly Down, actually, or Belly Out, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that is at uh, the Pro Shop at uh, ROHWrestling.com.
1: We did used to work for Belly Down Apparel Radio.
0: We we did. We did for a, for a time there, but no longer. Big ups. <laughs> and that's <laughs> they big ups to BDA. And so for that reason, we need you to spend some money at com because Brian's going to donate more to the cause.
1: Do you think anybody misses the, what does the BDA stand for? <laughs>
0: i think todd sinclair maybe that might be it (laughs) probably all right so uh brian plus how about the wpan.com that is the wpan.com find the ways to subscribe to the podcast there on all podcast platforms including spotify plus the social media links you can find ways to follow us at the wpan basically everywhere you can go on social media and then you have your bios you have your photos uh
1: find the hidden nudes
0: there are a um, disturbing amount of people in the feedback on the survey giving us negative feedback because we haven't produced the nudes yet.
1: <laughs> people want to see the goods. <laughs>
0: or the bads. <laughs> well, I,
1: come on. I, showed, I recently showed you a, a message that I received on uh, Snapchat from, uh, from a fella.
0: <laughs> what are you doing on Snapchat, by the way?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I have like, I have, like on every social media.
0: Have you have you made yourself a girl yet, like everyone's doing these days? No,
1: no, you haven't done I'm, that filter. I'm, I'm over. I'm over that filter. Oh, okay. oh wow, oh, you, you, you did. Know, real clever. I do me. <laughs> I haven't seen that like a million times. But no, I showed you the. Uh, I showed you the message I got. Yeah, it was just a simple request. Yeah, gentleman wanted to. See, he wanted to see the goods. Josh Woods. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. are probably better off the brawler's goods. <laughs>
0: so you didn't uh you didn't indulge.
1: Uh you know, I I, I did not, Mike. I'm uh, you know, I'm a celebrity, so I can't uh I can't let any of those types of things out.
0: Because you want him to go to the website, the wpan.com, correct?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's embedded. They're embedded somewhere. If some you know, somebody has to click around and find them.
0: Take a look. I'm sure they're in there somewhere, at the WPAN.com. Go find it. Uh, Brian, today we're talking about the best wrestling documentaries. And it's kind of ironic. You brought this subject to the table, and just this past week- You poo-pooed I'm, it? I didn't poo-poo it.
1: You poo-pooed it initially.
0: I did not poo-poo. I didn't poo-poo.
1: You turned your friggin' nose up at it.
0: I just didn't respond right
1: away. <laughs> well, that's 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 s- par s- for the course.
0: I said, "Hmm," I think is my, was my response.
1: Yeah, probably five hours after I after you <laughs> texted me.
0: Well, the reason I'm saying that this is kind of ironic, well, not necessarily ironic, but there was just something that went up on the WWE Network last week, a documentary called Holy Grail. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this whole thing with Tom McGee and Bret Hart. I'm sure that you've become aware of it if you weren't before, right, Brian?
1: I have become aware of it, yes. Yeah, it was
0: something that was an old wrestling wives' tale. It was like the in the wrestling lore, this match that Bret Hart had with Tom McGee where after the match, Vince McMahon basically declared that Tom McGee was the next Hulk Hogan. And as it turns out, it wasn't the fact that Tom McGee was so good, it's the fact that Bret Hart made Tom McGee look so good. And this match was lost to the ether for many years until it was found, strangely enough, by a wrestling fan. Actually, she also is a wrestling photographer. I remember seeing her. She was around ROH when I was doing stuff with Ring of Honor. Her name is Mary Kate. She found this match and it finally has been revealed. It's finally been uploaded to WWE Network. They did a little like half hour documentary around it. Very good. You should go out of your way to go see this. If you have the WWE network, which I do for the next couple months, because I did a uh, special trial before WrestleMania for three months for nine ninety-nine. So
1: uh, <laughs> remind me before
0: July to cancel Brian.
1: What about honor club? Do you have honor club? Uh,
0: uh, I'm working on it.
1: Thanks for your support, dickhead.
0: <laughs> so yes, the, uh, this documentary is kind of uh, this Holy Grail documentary. Uh, yes, also on the WWE Network, the Andre the Giant HBO documentary just went up. Uh, so that is there now as well in other recent wrestling documentary. What would you think about that one, Brian?
1: So I say you're going to just steal the thunder from our entire segment here. You're just going to run down like everything that's available on the WWE Network that we're probably going to talk about in four minutes here?
0: No, just <laughs> saying the stuff that's out there currently that probably – spurred in your head this topic for the uh podcast today
1: yeah the, i i did i did uh, see the andre one from hbo and i and i loved that i thought it was i thought it was excellent uh it was on my list as a matter of fact as uh one of the best ones out there i thought it was um yeah i thought it, i thought it was tremendous really good look at uh at somebody who you know i i don't think who's uh ironically enough i I think his impact on pro wrestling is very understated and, and his place in pro wrestling is is almost understated which is unusual and weird for a guy who was as large as andre the giant
0: yeah i can see what you're saying um he is kind of almost forgotten at this point it's i think partially what it was is the fact that by the time the boom happened, by the time WWF wiped everyone else out, Andre was in really bad shape. And I, you go and see, occasionally you'll see on social media, someone will pop up a match of Andre the Giants from the early 70s. And you're like, holy Toledo, the way this guy is moving. But the, the fact is, when people saw Andre the Giant, when it was... You know, when WWF was at its height in the golden era, Andre the Giant was not necessarily mobile at that time. So I think that might be part of the reason why Andre the Giant isn't looked at with such reverence, probably the reverence that he should be.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what this documentary kind of touches upon. I think that we're, at least I haven't seen it with Andre the Giant. It talked about really uh, a lot about Andre being like the number one pro wrestling attraction in the world, probably throughout the 70s. I mean, is that a fair statement, you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, he would travel everywhere until uh, eventually he stuck with the WWF in the Northeast. But he would be the special attraction to come once, twice a year. Uh, a lot of the time, it was just to do the battle royal. You know, uh, a lot of times the territories, you know, there'd be like an annual battle royal, and that's when you'd bring Andre in to. You know, put him over and showcase him, but yeah, Andre was big everywhere, literally, and just in terms of his his name in the territories all over the U.S. and beyond.
1: Yeah, so very cool. Uh, I, I, if you haven't seen it, I would I would definitely go out of your way to uh, to see that one because I think it's uh, uh yeah, like you kind of talked about, he's kind of forgotten because the boom period that. You know, he kind of kicked off, uh, you know, he was at the very tail end of his career. So very good stuff. Job well done by, by HBO.
0: And he died like three days after WrestleMania 3. So.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. to Al Kogan. Yes. Died a few days later.
0: <laughs> Another thing um, that's bringing like wrestling documentaries back to the forefront is this series on Viceland. I don't know if you've seen any of these, Brian. It's called The Dark Side of the Ring.
1: Yeah, so I watched the, the Savage one, which I thought was great, and I watched about <laughs> – watched like a slight rant here. I watched about uh, maybe like 10, 15 minutes of the Montreal Screwjob one, and I shut it off because I am so fucking sick of the Montreal Screwjob. I don't think I want to listen to or watch another second about the fucking Montreal Screwjob. I'm sorry. I'm done with it.
0: Well, there's plenty more. There's six total.
1: I know, the, I know. Uh, I, I, I want to watch all of them, but I'm, uh, just that's that's where I'm at with it. That was episode two, and I think I'm just going to skip right over the rest of that
0: episode. Well, there's uh, one on Bruiser Brody. There's one on Gino Hernandez, who is a name that a lot of people might not know, but you really should go and uh, find out more about him. And the best way to do that is to probably watch this, uh, this episode of the Dark Side of the Ring series or, on Viceland.
1: Or ask adult Mark.
0: <laughs> yes, that that too, that too. And uh, there's something on Fabulous Moolah. That's the one that just came out this past week. And I think there's one more that I might be missing, but I think there's six in total. That's really something that's helping to bring wrestling documentaries back to the forefront. So let's talk about documentaries overall, you know, the best ones of the past. Brian, do you have any in mind? i hope you do otherwise we're just gonna have a short show today
1: i think this one was what maybe the first one i can remember at least and maybe it wasn't and maybe my timing is is foggy but uh do you remember the unreal story of professional wrestling yes i do from annie yes yeah what is the name of the fellow that uh steve allen Thank you. He was part of a WrestleMania. Um, that's the, really the first, the first one I remember, and I think I, I might have been in junior high, high school, somewhere around, around there. And but that's the only. That's that's again, that's one of the first ones that I remember seeing, and I just remember it just constantly, especially during the Attitude Era. I feel like A uh, and E was showing this thing like. You know, three times a week, and it was one of those ones that I that I watched every time I'd flip through the channels and, and see it. E- even today, I think even recently or fairly recently, I think I, I, I think it was on on uh, TV or something. Or I remember watching part of it recently, and I think I was just like flipping through the channels, and it happened to be on.
0: Yeah, they really benefited from the timing of this thing. It really came out right in the heart, well, maybe a little later, of the Attitude Era. So they really benefited from the fact that wrestling was so hot at that time and they had participation from the WCW side of things anyway. I don't know if they, I don't remember if they talked to WWF guys, right? I think it was just WCW, right?
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah and uh past guest on the wrestling podcast about nothing wrestling historian sheldon goldberg featured prominently in that thing uh helping to tell the story of the history of pro wrestling in the early days
1: yes indeed uh, sheldon uh played a big part in that in that documentary so but very cool I, I mean i guess to me at least in my mind that's like the original like wrestling documentary
0: yeah, and one of the other originals that I can think of is one of the very early, I don't know if it was the first, but it was one of the very early WWF-produced DVDs that had a full-length documentary attached to it, and that was The Rise and Fall of ECW, which yes. was big. It was one of the best-selling DVDs they ever had.
1: Yeah, and it and was long, if I remember, right? It was like over three hours, right?
0: At least a couple. Like at least that. a couple. Yeah,
1: I seem to remember it being like inordinately long, and, and but just good, really, really good stuff. I mean, it's always the the history of whatever it is as told by WWE, you know. So uh, you know, you know, I think with any of the WWE produced ones, you always have to keep that in mind to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, you do. But uh, this one, this is before the ECW revival, so I don't think they effed with it that much because they weren't really invested in it because they're talking about something from the past you know it's ecw another one of these promotions that they put out of business so who gives a shit right
1: yeah i feel like it was um you know it was it it almost feel like it kind of spurred the the revival of ecw and especially at at least it spurred the revival i think of doing one night stand i mean maybe i'm messing up the timing there but uh
0: Oh, it's definitely the reason, Brian, the fact that that DVD had so many sales, that was the primary reason why they went and did One Night Stand.
1: Yeah, and, and again, I think it proved to them, and, and they saw for the first time that, you know, you bought these damn things. Between buying ECW, WCW, like, you own these things, and they hold some value, believe it or not.
0: Yeah, and they kind of rode that horse right into the crowd, didn't they?
1: <laughs> they sure did. I mean, but I mean... The revival of ECW was—I uh, don't think it could be classified as anything other than a uh, than a freaking failure. <laughs> but that's because it—you called it something that it wasn't. You know, you gave it a name, and then didn't give the people what the expectation was.
0: Well, it did launch the career of Kofi Kingston, WWE champion, did it not?
1: <laughs> it did, I guess, in a way.
0: I mean, in a way, it certainly did.
1: I—I <laughs> I, I would say he more overcame than it launched. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do you get another one, Brian? Yeah, I got I got quite a few here, Mike. Jesus. Okay. Well, so this this one's a little not even little. It's it's pretty controversial in that the WWE wants to like bury the fact that it that it even existed. Uh, it's very hard to find. And it will never be on the network. And if you have a copy of it, it might actually be pretty valuable these days. And that's the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Oh
0: yeah, I have a copy of that. I believe.
1: I certainly do, and I loved it. It's one of my favorites. I thought it was absolutely tremendous. I don't know how accurate it is or whatever, but from an entertainment standpoint, it's fantastic. Um, I it completely buries him, Um, and this was before the days of revisionist history with the with the Ultimate Warrior, and uh, you know, (laughs) you get a guy who has a checkered at best history in the pro wrestling industry who's now supposedly the most inspirational. Figure in the history of uh, the company, but nevertheless, um, you know I, I, the DVD was super entertaining.
0: Always believe, Brian.
1: <laughs> we don't want to talk about some of his uh, racist and homophobic rants that are still available all over YouTube. No, we don't <laughs> want to talk about those. I don't soon.
0: think we really need to. No, but that wasn't that wasn't part of the DVD, though, was it? No, that wasn't that. I don't of think they even DVD. got into that in
1: there. No, they didn't. But they talked about, uh, you know, Warrior University and all the times he quit and being dangerous in the ring. I remember the Bobby Heenan quote, uh, that part where Bobby Heenan kind of buries him, always sticks out. But uh, I mean, again, from an entertainment standpoint, it uh, certainly was a very entertaining uh, DVD.
0: Okay, let's get away from the WWE. You don't want
1: You don't want to talk about it. Documentary. <laughs> Jesus, you, you know it's funny. You give me shit. You gave me before we record. I'm play, I'm peeling back the curtain. Oh boy. Here, you kind of gave me. So you threw some shade at me, if you will, about uh, you know wanting me to be controversial or whatever. And then we start talking about something that could be construed as controversial, and you're the one that clams up. Like, like anybody gives a shit about you. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I just don't have uh, a lot to say. The man is uh, deceased.
1: I wasn't. I was talking about the DVD.
0: No. They, yeah. I, he, I, I like the part where everyone's just burying his promos.
1: <sighs> All right, Mike. Thanks. What? Thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, now let's let's hear your sterile analysis of uh, you know whatever you're going to bring up next
0: how about glow the story of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling brian have you seen this one it's on netflix
1: i liked it it was delightful okay next (laughs) let's talk about the next one let's just rip through them uh (laughs) yes i did see that documentary and i actually did think it was really good
0: yeah it kind of sad too i mean emotional uh mount fiji who is like the big baby face and glow was basically almost immobile in a wheelchair you know in and out of the hospital just not good health wise you know her whole life was glow that was what she had in her life and when she came in to this reunion that they had planned for the glow girls everyone kind of came around to her in the wheelchair and they started singing the glow song it was kind of a, a cool moment but uh it's kind of funny just the the Glow was looked down on as campy and, you know, bad it was. wrestling. It, it was. It was. <laughs> it was. But, you know, these girls just really, you, you would think that these girls were just actresses and on to the next thing. But a lot of these women who were a part of this thing, uh, really, it holds a special place in their heart. And they were really passionate about it. And you see that in this documentary. And this documentary actually was the impetus for starting the glow tv series on Netflix that is really critically acclaimed.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting story and and yeah, I mean the girls who actually participated the the women, the young women who participated and it worked very hard and tried their best and and they certainly shouldn't be uh, as individuals, you know, looked down upon for being put in the position they were in. You know, I can't say that I was a big watcher of of the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling as either as a kid or uh, you know I haven't really ever gone back and watched any of the actual episodes. I have watched the Netflix show and then this documentary, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a really cool glimpse at at something that has largely been forgotten.
0: Yeah, not anymore though with this Glow series. It's really uh, you know people are really um, into this non wrestling fans really into Glow in the TV series anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't. I was. It's funny. I was talking to uh, uh, somebody that isn't a wrestling fan, and was telling her about uh, uh, this Glow series. And she, oh, I don't really like wrestling. I'm like, you don't have to like wrestling to enjoy this series. It's 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 like two percent about wrestling. You know, it's more about the. The stories and the and all the drama and stuff that it is about the actual wrestling, but yeah, really the documentary though. Just I think again, yeah, very sad to an extent, but then also kind of uh, you know feel good at the end.
0: And we are heading towards uh, revealing our picks for the best wrestling documentary to us of all time. But I'm sure there's something else that you have as we're inching towards the top here.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess I'm gonna. Cheat a little bit here, Mike. Oh um, and, and it's I wouldn't say this is this is more on the current end, but just overall, I think I think it's funny. WWE hasn't been producing as many of the documentaries as as they have in the past, but I think that's because they're producing a lot of content for uh, the network. and And one thing in particular, a series of you know a series that they have on there, it's a, it's it's really kind of replaced uh, a lot of the documentaries that they do, and that's the, the WWE Twenty Four series that they have on there that that is really tremendous i don't know how many of these uh, you've seen mike but uh uh, just overall it's really been uh really entertaining to watch and they've been doing the wrestlemanias every year they do them like they show them like a year later (laughs) almost you know but just overall that series is uh really giving you a peek behind the curtain if you're really interested in some of the behind the curtain stuff in wwe i'd highly recommend that series
0: I definitely have seen some of those. There's also one called WWE 365 where they follow yes. someone for an entire year.
1: That was also very, also very good. The AJ Styles one especially I I uh, enjoyed. I think they've only done two of them, actually. I think it was Kevin Owens and, and AJ Styles.
0: Yeah, and there's one that they produce that I particularly enjoy. It started as a YouTube series, and I don't think they're doing it anymore. It was only last year, I believe. It's called Formerly Known As... And it's someone in WWE. They go back to their roots. They talk about, you know, their independent days. They go back a lot of times to where they train. They go to their, you know, the old buildings that they performed at and talk to their trainers, talk to the people that booked them. There's one on Bailey. There's one on. Um, Ruby Riot. Uh, there's, that's a really good series. It was on YouTube. I think it might still be. But I did see them up on the WWE Network as well. Those are only like, you know, 10, 15 minutes long a piece. So well worth uh, checking out uh, because, you know, guys like us, we love the independent stuff and it's all the people who are in WWE now that started out grinding it out on the indies and they go back and talk about all this stuff and so it's really good if you haven't seen the series called Formerly Known As that's another one on the WWE Network and on the WWE YouTube to check out very cool yeah I hadn't heard of that one so that sounds pretty interesting it definitely is yeah go uh, check those out how about one that's kind of uh, out of left field kingpin it involves wrestling, but it's not totally about wrestling. Well, it's mostly about wrestling, not produced by WWE. It is called I'm from Hollywood. I don't, I don't
1: I don't know if I know this one. You've never seen this? No, I don't think so.
0: It is about Andy Kaufman's foray into professional wrestling. Okay. It's basically what they base the movie Man on the Moon on, if you've ever seen the movie Man on the Moon, starring Jim Carrey. Uh, it's based basically on this documentary, I'm from Hollywood. And it's kind of the reason, I think, that Man on the Moon didn't really get any traction, because they're just recreating everything that already exists in this documentary. I mean, we saw all the real footage, so it's not really necessary to see Jim Carrey just kind of mimicking the actual footage that we've seen. So I'm from Hollywood, really. They played all the time back in the day on Comedy Central, and they have like uh, Judd Hirsch and Tony Danza from Taxi as Talking Heads, talking about Andy and how he was just completely obsessed with this wrestling stuff. I don't know where you would see it these days. I know there is a DVD that exists of it. I don't know about digitally. I'm sure. I mean, everything's gonna be out there digitally, right? If you look it up. I'm from Hollywood, is what it's called, because that's what he—that was his character, basically. Is he went to Memphis to fight Jerry Lawler? You know, all those Southern Hicks, and he is. I'm from Hollywood. I'm get my lawyers after you. That was kind of his wrestling character, and you know, he was great as a pro wrestling heel so really uh, i r- highly recommend checking out i'm from hollywood once again i'm not quite sure where you can find it just look it up on google i'm sure there's a way to download it digitally and check that out
1: yeah i mean yeah there's just yes yeah, stuff is everywhere it's it's not hard to find anything these days
0: okay brian we're getting down to the wire here you got anything else before you get to your number one
1: you know I, I you know I got, only because Mike only because I make a cameo appearance in this. Uh, I think we'd be remiss if we <laughs> didn't mention True Life. I want to be a pro wrestler.
0: <laughs> yes. True Life was a series of uh, you know real-life documentaries done on MTV. And once again, they're capitalizing on something that's very popular. This was right around the time the Attitude Era was kicking in. And they did an episode on pro wrestling. True Life... I want to be or I'm a pro
1: wrestler, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Where do you find this one now? That's the question. That's gotta, be, It's got to be on YouTube, and uh, I'm sure it's not too hard to find.
0: Yeah, it, it follows Triple H in China, right? Yes, it Tony, follows... Tony Atlas. <laughs> yes, it follows two current superstars in wrestling. Tony Atlas, a past superstar, and another guy by the name of Matt, I believe, who was an aspiring pro-wrestling star going to train at Les Thatcher's wrestling school at uh, Heartland Wrestling.
1: I take it Matt didn't become anything. <laughs> no. The fact, that, the fact that you're calling him Matt. <laughs> no,
0: he did not. But there was a man by the name of Rapper Delivery Rory Fox who got a little uh, play. He was in the Super 8 one year, I think, when I was in uh, ECWA, Rory Fox. But uh, he was a somewhat of a name on the independents. They did a little bit on him in the documentary, but this kid Matt, yeah, he was he kind of flamed up before he even really got started. I think Les Thatcher found drugs or at least weed. I don't know if it was anything harder than weed,
1: but he found uh, found drugs.
0: He found that in his hotel room, and it was a whole thing. So uh, I don't think uh, (laughs) Matt was long. I'm
1: sure it wasn't manufactured at all.
0: No, 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 it was legitimate on the level, Brian. This is MTV (laughs) we're talking about here.
1: Yes. Yeah, we're not talking about no. We're not talking about no opportunity wasted. Which, by the way, should be on the list of great pro wrestling documentaries, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it counts, right? It's a it's, sure. a it's an episode of a series, but it's a like a well, it's <laughs> somewhat on the level, right? As a documentary, <laughs>
1: hot garbage. <laughs> no, it's complete fiction.
0: You find out that uh, documentaries can be. Worked just as well as uh, you know a pro wrestling match. That's what you find Fake, <laughs> fake.
1: Do <laughs> my impersonation of Walter Killer Kowalski. Very well done.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can find this anywhere. I think I've looked in the past online for no opportunity wasted. That's basically been wiped from existence. I think it was a Good. <laughs> short-lived series on. I don't even think it was on Discovery. Was it on Discovery or was it on a sister channel of Discovery?
1: I think it was like Discovery, whatever. You know, discovery, something. Like it wasn't on like actual Discovery. Yeah. And do you uh, still do you still have the ball cap? I still have my ball I cap. I do.
0: Yes. Yes, I do. The no opportunity waste. That was their. Uh, that was our pay. I guess.
1: <laughs> yes. A
0: ball cap and a handshake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> something like that.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. I'll give you one more too before we get to uh, number ones here. How about this one? Uh, another one. Not really uh, mainstream. It's called The Backyard. And it is...
1: uh, I think I've seen this before. It is,
0: as you can imagine, about backyard wrestling. And just a look into this strange world of backyard wrestling. Uh, This one character called The Lizard. Just uh, an, an insane person. He's getting up there in age and he's... I can't imagine anyone older than 18 participating in backyard wrestling but they do i mean it's probably someone listening to this podcast right now that's doing backyard wrestling and you know I, i would say gonna say all the power to you but no go get trained <laughs> that's that's the way you do it you go and get trained
1: i mean there are there are, there are backyard promotions i mean the, the funny thing is is the backyard wrestling is is no longer in the backyard it's the they rings are easily enough available and um i mean i, I there i think there are several backyard promotions in new england and
0: you could dupe someone into getting a building
1: yeah yeah it's like i said it's no longer backyard wrestling doesn't exist anymore in the um sense that it's no longer in the backyard
0: yeah that's that's sad uh one other thing i remember about the backyard documentary is the fella who was claimed to be the vince mcmahon of backyard wrestling that was like his subtitle on his little uh, lower third <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: what does that even mean? I, I don't
0: know. He was uh, very good at what he did—booking guys to kill each other with light tubes.
1: I, I think this is the documentary that I watched with uh, a group of our friends, including Brian Fury. Where I, there was a certain part that just tickled me, and I and I couldn't even compose myself. What was that? <laughs> um I, I i'd rather not say in case i'm wrong oh really <laughs> was there was there a was the, well maybe We can just talk about it was there did, did one of the participants have like like some sort of like uh distended belly thing when they were a child yes do you remember this yes. part yes. yeah that that's the part that just the uh, <laughs> that just i don't know <laughs> Brian Fury can. Uh, they're actually for a while. Brian Fury would send me the picture from the documentary. He had some uh, sort
0: of medical condition, did he not?
1: I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> Leave me alone. All right.
0: Is there anything else before we get to our number ones?
1: No. <laughs> Excuse me. Brian Fury is going to get a kick out of us talking about this. Let's just know that.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to go with my number one, Brian. It is without a doubt. The perfect story, the perfect right place, right time. And you're sick of talking about it, but we're going to talk about it a little more. That is the best number one documentary about the Montreal screw job Hitman Heart Wrestling with Shadows. I mean, these guys just had the best story in professional wrestling history fall into their laps. Uh, I mean, if you believe that it was clearly on the level, which some people believe that it was a work, partially because this uh, documentary exists, Wrestling With Shadows. But I mean, just a tremendous story caught on film backstage at a WWF event in Montreal.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the the second most quotable uh, wrestling <laughs> documentary in my life. Um, yeah, it, it really, you know, I, I am kind of, but this I I, th- I think wrestling with shadows is part of the reason why I'm kind of just over the Montreal Shrew job, because it gave you the uh, behind the scenes glimpse, and I mean, really just gave you a, a glimpse into like the world of like Bret Hart too, and uh, really how serious he takes pro wrestling and yeah just so i mean again you're talking about uh the level of access to one of the top stars in pro wrestling was just really unprecedented at that time
0: yeah they just gave full access i think it was the tail end of the wwf's kind of low period their you know, their lowest period obviously they in the documentary they say they can't afford bret hart uh things are that bad and they really had nothing to lose so they just said okay you guys can come back and film everything who Who gives a shit, really? And they captured the most infamous match in professional wrestling history, the most infamous circumstances in professional wrestling history. They caught it all on tape. Um, I mean, everything except the punch from Bret Hart to Vince McMahon. You laid out Vince McMahon with a punch. Yes, he did, apparently. We didn't see it, but uh, we see him stumbling down the hall afterwards, Vince McMahon. Um, <laughs> yeah, what uh, is just compelling. And, I mean, people give Bret Hart a hard time now, especially now, and they say, oh, how he, seriously he took pro wrestling. A lot of wrestlers, if you would oh, follow... like I
1: literally just said? A lot of people, like me, <laughs> like I literally just said?
0: Yes, no, I, yeah, yes. I, I mean, a lot. I'm going to say a lot of people would have handled it the exact same way
1: <laughs> i mean this the, the, that that night and how it went down yes but lose the fucking belt like just lose the fucking belt i, I don't know like
0: I, he was willing to lose the belt until sean became a bitch about it and told brett that he would he would refuse to do the same thing for him
1: did he not that uh, was, was it not that he not he didn't want to lose in canada
0: well, he said he would. He said he would have lost in Canada, but then Sean came back and said, "Oh, I wouldn't do the same for you. I wouldn't put you over."
1: Who gives a shit? You're getting paid to do a job. Y- you know, pro wrestling wins and losses don't freaking count. Like, go out and just lose the goddamn belt. <laughs> like, I mean, and then and then if you listen to the Pritchard podcast, you're going to get me on a rant here. If you listen to the Pritchard podcast recently, of course they didn't trust Bret Hart because he had already negotiated once to try to bring the Intercontinental title with him to WCW. <laughs>
0: Always trust what Bruce Pritchard says.
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure that comes from, like, uh, your buddy Meltzer, and then Pritchard confirmed it on his podcast.
0: Well, I don't know, because Bret Hart and-
1: uh, Oh, what? You're saying your buddy's not reliable now?
0: I'm saying Dave Meltzer and Bret Hart are very good friends. (laughs) So anything that Dave says is straight from the horse's mouth.
1: Just- lose the fucking title like that's i mean and although although uh, you know here i am getting worked up about this what would mike mills say about this about the montreal screw job what would he say it's all a work (laughs) 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 all right it's all a work the official hashtag of mike mills
0: whatever you think about the montreal screw job a more compelling documentary i don't think you will find
1: oh really now
0: oh wait you have something better for your number one is that what you're saying
1: Of course, I cut the mic, and I I, I was worried you were going to take it from me, and I thought I was going to have to spin, uh, you know, just tell a lie and talk about uh, wrestling with shadows being the best, but uh, (laughs) come on, the single greatest wrestling documentary of all time, one of the most quotable movies of all time, Beyond the Mat, come on. It made Dennis Stamp a pro wrestling star.
0: <laughs> well, it made him a pro wrestling referee,
1: <laughs> and he became a star.
0: He he did. He actually, I mean, he passed away recently, but they brought him back for a show not too long ago. I think it was WrestlePro. Pro. I think they they gave him a match.
1: Yeah, he got bookings and did signings for you know from the day that documentary came out. So, um, I I freaking love. I mean. I don't even know how many times I've seen Beyond the Mat, but I love that documentary. It's just so good. I mean, the Mick Foley stuff and the the behind-the-scenes of uh, uh, that Royal Rumble uh, match where he gets hit with, like what, 17 chair shots and his poor daughter is just distraught and um, the New Jack stuff (laughs) is tremendous and uh, it was a Tony Jones and Mike Modest. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean... The Jake Roberts stuff I mean it was so it was so good it was so tremendous the movie WWE doesn't want you to see
0: yes yes the main players in that are Jake Roberts uh Terry Funk and Mick Foley those are the kind of main three main guys you face and like you said they got a new Jack in there too who for some reason is going to an audition
1: he could be uh you know he can't be Denzel but uh <laughs> yes he'd be Denzel's buddy Denzel's best
0: friend, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff in there. I think we re it last time we spoke, talking about, you know, two. <laughs> you, got, yeah. you got two at two two a time. time, two with toys.
1: We caught up with Jake later. He was smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Mike Modis is uh, too big to be a high flyer, too small to be a heavyweight. The fact that he doesn't have a contract, Mike, it's travesty.
0: Roland Alexander, yes.
1: Uh, Carney. You, you're cognizant of food labels. <laughs> Stay away from Jack in the Box. <laughs> Come on, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah,
0: I have to fire that one up again.
1: Uh. <laughs> Come on, tell me that is not the greatest pro wrestling documentary of all time. It's so. I want to watch it now. I have to re- finish recording. I literally want to throw it on and watch it now.
0: I would put Wrestling Shadows just ahead of it, but Beyond the Mat, yeah. I remember seeing. I went to see it in the theater, and uh, literally it was me, my girlfriend at the time, and like another another couple.
1: You brought your girlfriend to see Beyond the Mat?
0: Yes, I I thought like, okay, I'm gonna get.
1: I'm <laughs> no, gonna wonder get... Took, no wonder it took you so long to get married. Jesus <laughs> Christ!
0: I I, you I said brought okay.
1: a girl to see Beyond the Mat. Yes. What kind of fucking loser are you? No, 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 no.
0: I figured, okay, I am gonna get. Uh, she doesn't understand what I do. She doesn't understand pro wrestling. I am gonna bring her to the documentary so she gets a better idea of what I am involved in, and maybe get a little bit of respect for it. Instead, she fell asleep.
1: It's it's like you were like, how can I not get laid at the end of this? Day?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad that she was like so blasé about the movie.
1: You're familiar with the movie Dumb and Dumber. Here's a quote from that movie: "Man, you are one pathetic loser." No <laughs> offense.
0: <laughs> I really thought that it would shine some light on what I do because it's hard to you know it it's hard to explain you know what you do, especially on the independent level as being involved in professional wrestling. I figured taking her, she would understand and maybe kind of get a new. Uh, a new perspective on it and as it turns out she was just uh, and it annoyed me to no end i'm
1: surprised the relationship didn't go anywhere what'd you bring into mcdonald's for dinner (laughs) 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 jesus what's wrong with you
0: she got the medium popcorn all right
1: oh my god i can't believe you actually brought (laughs) a date this might that that's actually worse than bringing a date to the tna cage pay-per-view in lowell which i think you did too
0: and I know I never I didn't go to that. What are you talking about?
1: You didn't did, did you not bring a date to go see a TNA pay-per-view or something?
0: No, wasn't me.
1: Uh, are you sure about this? You saw him, you there. He confused your girlfriend with a different girl you had dated?
0: That was a house show.
1: Whatever. You okay, you oh, even worse. You brought a date to a freaking TNA house show.
0: Not TNA. It was WWF house show. WWE.
1: Whatever. Why are you bringing girls to wrestling stuff? Uh. It's Look, not it's allowed. No, it's no. It's no. It's no it's coincidence the
0: man Woman Haters Club.
1: It's no coincidence that you put you know like you puttered out on wrestling and then all of a sudden you were you were able to to meet and marry a, a woman. That's because uh, you know you didn't subject Durana to pro wrestling. I mean, no offense, I mean, but come on, I love pro wrestling too. But I'm not going to be like, hey, let's go on a date to go see something pro wrestling. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> I guess we can ignore the fact that I took Toronto to a house show last year.
1: Yeah, but you—you you already had, uh, you know, you already had, <laughs> had, had
0: had swindled her into it. She was already with child at the time. Yeah, so. she was
1: already she was already impregnated. So. <laughs> it's too late <laughs> at that you, point. That, I mean, that's a safe move at that point. It's not, it's not during the courting phase anymore. <laughs> hey, I know how I'm going to impress you, sweetheart. Let's go see this pro wrestling documentary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, someone else out there, let me know who else has taken a date to see a wrestling documentary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, and you know what? Because of that, Mike, I just gave you gold for the podcast. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Uh, we want your recommendations. Let us know documentaries that we're missing. There's plenty. I mean, I know there's a ton, especially just the WWE produced ones that we didn't get a chance to get to. Let us know your favorite wrestling documentary that we haven't talked about here. Let me know the next documentary I can take my wife to.
1: well yeah now she's your wife i mean
0: she's she's
1: obligated right yeah i mean yeah she's got to pretend to like things that you like occasionally
0: Uh, all right let us know at the wpan on twitter give us your recommendations and also why don't you call the voicemail line call 401-584-9726 that's 401-584-wpan and we do have a voicemail brian
1: wow
0: let's take a listen Hey guys, it's me, Leo. I'm calling Leo Connors. I'm calling from work in Nashua. Um, just so you guys know, the announcer in that promo about nothing lap um, was Roger Kent. And I found a saddle match, but it, was, uh, it wasn't was Dick the Bruiser. It was Cowboy Ron Bass putting up his saddle versus Barry Wyndham in his Florida title. And I posted it to your Facebook page. Thanks, guys. Take care. So, yes, Brian, last week we did a Best of BDA edition. Uh, I love those episodes. I think if you haven't listened to that, go out of your way to listen to it. And we did a classic promo about nothing. We went back and listened to the promo from the AWA with uh, the Reverend Tiny Hampton, I believe was his name. And I, I guess the announcer's name was Roger Kent, as told to us here by Leo. And they're talking about this saddle match with uh, Paul Christie, uh, who is the charge of Reverend uh, Reverend Hampton. So it's Reverend Hampton and Paul Christie versus Dick the Bruiser, the big uh, star in the AWA territory, in a saddle match. And we were looking for any other saddle matches out there. And Leo posted one to our Facebook. I actually checked it out uh, with Ron Bass versus Barry Windham. And they pulled the old switcheroo. Barry Windham won the match, Brian. But then he got beaten down after the match, and Ron Bass strapped the saddle to him and uh, didn't exactly ride him around the ring, but just sat on his back and kind of twirled his finger in the air. Yeah, not my cup of tea. (laughs) Not your cup of tea. Go check out this match if you're interested. Uh, It's on our Facebook page posted by Leo, facebook.com slash the WPAN Yeah, and this promo was something else. If you didn't hear last week's episode, go check that out on episode 159 of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. 401-584-9726. You can get your voicemail into the show. Let us know something. Ask us a question. 401 584 w P A N, And we're talking about documentaries today, Brian. And something I wanted to bring up quickly is the series they're doing on the WWE PC YouTube channel with Tommaso Ciampa. Have you been watching these?
1: Uh, I watched the first one. I haven't watched the second part yet.
0: Yeah, part two just came out this past week. And Completely
1: annihilating his character, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the and most inspirational babyface of all time.
0: Right, and if it wasn't Tommaso, I'd be worried, but Tommaso has reinvented himself so many times that, I mean, it'll, it'll be nothing when he comes back. He can do <laughs> something else and he'll be just fine.
1: He's got like heel turn on his wife or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, you have to you have to go watch this. Of course, uh, Tommaso, a family man, and he had a neck surgery, and you get a really deep glimpse into the life of our pal Tommaso and his recovery, uh, his surgery and his recovery. So uh, part three will be coming soon, I guess. It's a three-part series on the Performance Center, WWE Performance Center YouTube channel, WWE PC. So uh, check that out. It's really moving emotional. Uh Tommaso is a very passionate, emotional guy. You can see all of that in this documentary series. Really highly recommend you go and check that out.
1: I, I can I concur. It's, Thank you. Uh, there won't be a there won't be a dry eye in the room watching it.
0: There definitely won't. Also I want to send a shout out to uh Dominic or D Dominic Dijakovic, I guess is the way you pronounce it, uh, from WWE NXT, the former Donovan Dijak, past guest here on the wrestling podcast about nothing. He uh, had some knee surgery, so he's going to be out a while. And uh, I mean, I just wish Dijak well on his road to recovery.
1: Thoughts and prayers.
0: <laughs> it's, it's not he's not dead jesus christ what,
1: i can't send thoughts and prayers for a recovery from a knee injury
0: thoughts and prayers is usually something when someone passes away right oh my god
1: well, i mean yes but you can send thoughts and prayers to people who are alive somebody who's not like completely healthy you could i could send you thoughts and prayers mike
0: all right I'll, we'll just go with that um so <laughs> once again uh dominic dijakovic uh Hope to see you around really soon. He he was just starting to pick up some steam. He was just about to do something with uh, Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship. That's on hold. He's posting updates, uh, video updates on his uh, Twitter. I believe it's uh, DiJacovic WWE, I think, or WWE Dijakovic, one or the other. Check that out uh, for updates. Brian, do we want to talk about All Elite Wrestling, or are you bound? uh, uh, Is there a gag order? (laughs)
1: There's no gag order.
0: Okay, well, they this past week uh, announced that they will be starting some point. They haven't uh, disclosed when, but on TNT, the home of the former home of WCW Monday Night Show. So, All Elite Wrestling go into TNT—that's a big get for a brand new company.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, like I said all along. I, I, I don't, I don't think anybody uh, wishes wishes them. At least if you shouldn't, Jesus. If you're in the pro wrestling business and uh, and you're hoping they fail, boy, you're, you're kind of a dumbass. I gotta be honest because you know the more places to work, the more places that succeed, the more jobs for everybody, the more money there is. Uh, I think it's it's better for everybody the more eyes you can get just on the product as a whole it's it's a good thing in pro wrestling uh or a good thing for any industry really when there's uh lots of competition lots of successful places lot, lots of places to work you know i think it's uh I think it's a great thing and, and uh I hope they have great success. I hope the ratings are terrific because it's only gonna help the pro wrestling industry as a whole
0: lots of people making more money than they used to uh that's for sure yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yes indeed I can personally vouch for that. <laughs> to be fair, Mike, if I had profited a dollar, I'd be making more uh, you know—more money than I made in pro wrestling for the majority of my career.
0: <laughs> well, Brian, I could personally vouch for booking the territory the unprofessional wrestling podcast with mike mills hardbody harper and doc turner they do two podcasts a week sundays and thursdays check out mike mills.podbean.com to uh hook up with the feed for booking the territory so much stuff going on there plus all the stuff going on on patreon as well so check out booking the territory you're gonna love it i guarantee it i I don't hold me to the guarantee but i guarantee it
1: (laughs) money back guarantee no actually don't do that because I feel like I would have to be the one that pays it out <laughs> it's
0: come out of your pocketbook Brian. <laughs> um, our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast another podcast that we uh, highly endorse with little Joe Murata big Michael Quinn they're wrapping up the season this week Brian episode 130 of our vantage point where they're finally going to have their list the top 10 worst WrestleManias the top 10 best WrestleManias so uh, check out our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast there season finales always deliver, so be sure to check them out this week and every week, every Monday on Our Vantage Point. OVPpodcast.com is the website for more information on Our Vantage Point. And greetings from Allentown with PW, Peter Winson. He talks about one single episode of wrestling television. He's just one guy, and he's chit-chatting about the wrestling, about the hockey, about the cats, about the beers, about the... Boston University, all kinds of things, and it all comes back to pro wrestling in the end and the episode at hand. Greetings from Allentown on his own feed or the pro wrestling only feed on Place to Be Nation, and finally, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Jason Stewart, Sal, Troy, Adam Salzer, all the rest over there on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Yes, they have a whole network of shows, basically a new show every day. Check out rundownwrestling.com for more, and enjoy... Oh Brian, before we get to the promo about nothing and everything else, you had a heck of a travel day on the way to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Did you not last week?
1: Uh, I I certainly did, Mike. It, it started very early. Do we want to get into it? Yes. All right, cool. I will give you I'll give you the sort of cliff notes version. Uh, so I Originally, my flight was scheduled to go out of Boston. I fly out of Boston a lot, <clears throat> living in New Hampshire. Um, it's only like a 45-minute ride to the airport. So they fly me out of Boston quite a bit and – uh, a lot of times you're on you're flying day of so flights are, are early. Like I think people when they think of pro wrestling travel, they think of it almost being like a little glamorous or you're you get in the fly places, which is definitely really cool. Uh, but a lot of times it's very early morning flights because you're flying the the same day of uh, of an event. I, I think it's pretty similar in WWE, but I'm not entirely. Um, you know, don't quote me on that completely. Uh, you can
0: check with your sources, right?
1: Yeah, I guess I, I could ask, and I, well, I, I I, have, I mean, just talking to some different people there, I, th- I think the first leg of the tour, usually they're traveling that same day as of the show. Um, but anyways, I digress. Um, so it's I was scheduled to go out of Boston at like 7 a.m., and I got like the pre-check thing so I can skip the really long security line, so I don't have to get to the airport super early, but... I was getting, you know, it was like four thirty in the morning, and I'm and I'm finishing packing a little bit because I'm a notorious procrastinator, and I get an alert on my phone that for some reason my flight has already been delayed three hours to Chicago, and I was supposed to go Chicago to Grand Rapids, but I was going to miss my connector in in Chicago at that point, so. Here I am at four thirty in the morning. I just, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not even going to screw around with this. I'm just going to call American Airlines now and and get my connection squared away. Um, I, I was, I was already looking at flights and kind of already realized like I was supposed to do the meet and greet in Grand Rapids and just based on available flights that I was going to even potentially make, um, I was going to miss the meet and greet. So I had to cancel, Ring of Honor had to cancel the meet and greet with the bouncers in Grand Rapids, unfortunately, no matter what. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was (laughs) very, very disappointing.
0: But you stayed afterwards and took care of everybody, right?
1: We did in Chicago the next day. Oh, okay. Um, You know, so then I, I just called them and, so there was a flight going out of Chicago at like around three o'clock, but son of a bitch, that flight sold out. That, that would have gotten me to Grand Rapids at, I believe, like 4.15, 4.30, somewhere in there, which again, I missed the meet and greet, but I would have been to the building in, in, in time to call my match and get ready and, and not be completely stressed out of my mind. But
0: What's the call time for ROH for these shows?
1: Um, That one was three o'clock.
0: Okay, because it was uh, as an honor club exclusive, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. For TV, we got to be there a little earlier, but usually it's like you know three hours in advance for like the Honor Club uh, events. Um, so I, the one from Chicago to Grand Rapids at like three o'clock was uh, sold out, and then the next one didn't even leave Chicago till like six o'clock. So clearly that was not going to work. Um, so the next best option was going through Charlotte, North Carolina, to then head to Grand Rapids, which would have got me there. Actually, supposedly supposed to be like a little bit earlier. It was supposed to be like four o'clock. So uh, I would have gotten there a little bit earlier than, uh, or I should have gotten there a little bit earlier than even the other one. So I'm like, okay, this could actually work out. And it left forty minutes later. Mm. Um, so I went. I went back to bed for a little bit because what the hell else am I going to do? Um, so you know, it was just like, okay, this might actually work out even a little better than if that other flight wasn't sold out. So I get to I get to Logan Airport, and well, my flight to Charlotte is delayed. There's no plane at the hangar, and uh, but I had a nice buffer. Uh, I had a nice buffer for uh, the flight in Charlotte, so we we got off the ground in time, and I had plenty of time in Charlotte. I was actually even able to grab a quick bite to eat and you know, get over to the gate in plenty of time. We, we, we board, we get on the plane, we get on the taxiway, and then we're just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and sitting there, and then the pilot comes on and kind of makes an announcement that we're grounded for at least 30 to 60 minutes due to a severe thunderstorm. Oh, by the way, a couple seconds before he makes that announcement, everybody on the plane's phone was going crazy due to a tornado warning <laughs> for the area. So I'm like, oh shit. Well, this so now I'm texting So this
0: is all weather related all of these uh, delays that you're dealing with?
1: Yeah, there were there were weather delays in the Midwest and there were weather delays in the South, you know, both of the places that I had to either well the place I was going to and the place I had to get routed through. Yeah. Um so I mean it was, you know, doomed no matter where you went. Just some crazy weather in the in the US on on Saturday you know so finally after about 90 minutes of sitting there we get to we get to take off now meanwhile i am texting todd sinclair and texting the beer city brews are like crazy because now i don't even know like am i even going to make the damn show like am i going to make our match there's no intermission on the honor club events and they tend to go a little quicker you know we were on a little bit later uh, we were scheduled to go on 5th uh, and, and you know potentially push back a, a match or two if needed um, but obviously they don't they don't want to do that there's obviously some great thought especially on Ring of Honor shows put into the order of matches so I land in finally land in Grand Rapids, Michigan at uh, like 545 the show goes live on Honor Club at 6 o'clock wow um, yeah yeah so you know you're thinking like okay well I'm here I'm going to make it it's going to be fine Get in the car. One, you know, somebody they had one of the, uh, you know, one of the guys with the ring crew come and pick me up, and uh, you know, get me there and deliver me safely. And we get on the highway in Grand Rapids. And it's only supposed to be like a fifteen-minute drive to the building, and we come up on dead stopped traffic. Just, <laughs> I mean, when I say stopped, I literally mean stopped, like not moving at all. We're just sitting there because a portion of the highway is just <laughs> shut down for some reason um so now i'm back to texting frantically of like i'm here i'm on the freaking highway and, and and this happened by the way we were we were you know I, I think it was a 20 minute drive and we were 15 minutes into it i was five minutes away from the building when we hit this traffic start walking well you know it <laughs> yeah if i knew where the hell i was going um so i get out of the car I push up there, you know, I, I, I move the front seat up and I start getting dressed in the back seat of, of this. Thank God it was an SUV that this fella had that picked me up, um, you know. So I'm getting changed in the back of an SUV, like fully geared up now. But, you know, I am getting fully geared up, tape and all, man. Boots, tape, everything. Baby oil. Yes. Uh, so we finally get off the highway and uh, this guy is going the wrong way down, you know, on the wrong side of the road to pass people to get me to the building in time. Luckily, I made it to the building fully dressed, mind you. Um, you know, lots of people greeting me as I as I walked in the door. Fans? No, 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 okay. no. Uh, all the all the all the fellas. Uh. Uh, oh, you made it! All oh, you made it in uh, f- about fifteen minutes to spare. You know. Oh, by the way, th- throwing a monkey wrench in it wrestling two guys who english is not their first language so. <laughs> <laughs> but got there in time the match the match went off uh without a hitch and uh all, all you know no harm no foul i guess but one of the most stressful days uh, you know of my entire life
0: sounds very similar to a story we told uh, a couple months ago on this podcast where a a certain referee had a tough time getting to a wrestling show right
1: <laughs> yeah that except for he was 25 minutes away from this not uh you know <laughs> multiple flights and states away all right
0: okay well uh i'm glad you got there kingpin how was the match with even sonata
1: that was it was really fun you know those guys are those guys are obviously uh you know tremendous and uh you know there's a reason why they are two of the top wrestling stars in uh, new japan pro wrestling so very cool to to wrestle them and uh like i wish i would have had a little more time to put some uh some real cool stuff together but uh, the bruiser uh did the uh you know did, did the lion's share of the work and uh you know i filled in the blanks as as needed based on the circumstances
0: so okay how about some spoilers for chicago
1: uh, we don't do spoilers on this podcast, Mike. We don't. No, we don't. You know that.
0: Sunny gave away spoilers to Avengers: Endgame.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. You bleeped them out. <laughs> I
0: did bleep it out. And by the way, I'm seeing it this weekend.
1: Oh, you still haven't seen it. <laughs> so you must know the whole thing now, because uh, I mean, uh,
0: I've seen things here and there.
1: Um, because I mean, you're not you're not protected anymore. You know the the, the uh, you know spoiler moratorium is uh, no more.
0: I guess so. I might have even seen something from you, you piece of shit.
1: From me, what did I do? I don't
0: know. It might have been something that I saw
1: I don't briefly. Think so. I don't... No. Oh, I mean, I posted a couple memes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. Something. You know what? It's been out for a fucking month. Come on. All right. What what, what I mean, I mean, what are you supposed to? we supposed to wait forever? You like, you know, uh, you know? I won't. I won't post spoilers from the Seinfeld season finale either, Mike.
0: <sighs> okay, Brian. It is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, you are hitting the highways, bioways, and airways, cresting onto this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a pro Fresno wrestler. Dates.
1: Yes, sir, Mike. Well, I just got back from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and boy, are my arms tired! Uh-huh. <laughs> but I got this weekend off. But uh, back at it at the beginning of June, I'm heading up to Kent, Washington, for Ring of Honor's state of the art tour. And just announced—you uh, uh, know, this past week was uh, the Bouncers taking on the Kingdom. So that, mm-hmm. that's going to be uh, that's going to be a fun match. Uh, Some familiar
0: opponents there
1: yes yes Uh, uh, a lot of New England representation in this in this matchup so that'll take place in Kent Washington on Saturday night June the 1st that's actually a TV taping so not uh, streaming live on Honor Club Uh, but the very next night uh, night two of the state of the art tour in Portland Oregon that'll be an Honor Club event Ring of Honors uh, state of the art tour Uh, check out ROHwrestling.com for tickets and full information Uh, then Mike on June the 14th I will be heading to lowell massachusetts for chaotic wrestling back at it with chaotic uh my my home promotion the birthplace of stars as evidenced by by my uh meteoric rise in the pro wrestling (laughs) industry
0: (laughs) it's a long birth brian yes (laughs) (laughs) Y- yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hell of a labor.
1: If Chaotic Wrestling was my mother, I'd be hearing about uh, the 17 year labor for <laughs> forever. Um. <laughs> uh, but check out chaoticwrestling.com for full ticket and card information. Then, Mike, Friday night, June the 28th, Ring of Honors. Ah, uh, best in the world pay per view live from Baltimore. Don't know if I'll be on the actual pay per view, but I'll, I should be in the house and
0: fingers crossed.
1: Yes, when you when the bouncers are in the house, you know anything can really happen. The very next night, we return to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, June the twenty ninth, Saturday night, Ring of Honor's international TV taping. We'll stop there, Mike. But uh, I will say that in July, I will be adding yet another state to my uh, to my list. Do you have this? Uh, you keep track of this? Where are we at now? Uh, what, after after I hit that in July, I'll be halfway done, buddy. I'll be at 25.
0: Really? Nice. Yeah.
1: Pretty cool, huh?
0: Very good. And if you want to be cool, why don't you book the Kingpin? Email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis.
1: Slide into those DMs.
0: Yes. This week's promo about nothing comes from the year 1990. And we're heading back to Mempho, Memphis, Tennessee, the United States Wrestling Association, the USWA, and Brian, bringing back an old favorite. Any guesses?
1: Hmm. Scott
0: Steiner? No, 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 no. Brian, it's Calabunga, dude. Uh... Calabunga, the wrestling turtle, this week's promo about nothing. Oh, Jeff, Gaylord the
1: Great, look at those muscles, dude. Totally awesome. Yes. Oh, Beverly Hillbillies. Naughty. Yeah. Oh, the boat of the beautiful, all right, dude oh marley that's no good
0: dude oh totally bodacious dude eh, what a babe
1: oh bogus dude Oh, wrestling's on. All right. Wrestling, professional wrestling. Oh, totally radical, dude. And a king That's Jerry the King Lawler. All right. Awesome. All right, Jerry the King. Get him, your highness. Come on, get him, dude. All right. Kabunga. Oh, master, master. You. I'm watching Jerry on TV. I'm watching the King. Kabunga, say now. All right. My master's first move was... Possess the right thinking. You are about to face your most difficult battle in a fight against evil. Gaylord the Great, he is as Mount Fuji. Tall, strong, powerful, and cold. You must learn to strike hard and fade away without a trace. So,
0: Brian, that's a promo, ain't it?
1: (laughs) You know, I guess I didn't realize that they actually had a splinter As well.
0: (laughs) Now you do, Brian. Now you do. Um, So I guess we should set the scene here because this is an audio podcast. We find this gentleman dressed up head to toe. As a Ninja Turtle, he is Cowabunga. Do you mean he's
1: dressed up as a Ninja Turtle? He is a Ninja Turtle,
0: Mike. I, I, pardon me. Pardon me. Yes, you're correct. And he is sitting in front of a console TV, the same kind that was in my house in the late 70s. But this is 1990 by this point. And he is sitting in front of this large tv sitting on the floor indian style crisscross applesauce excuse me uh right in front of this tv flipping through the channels right
1: (laughs) yes very weirdly though like just going back and forth uh uh, on a few channels and i i I don't know it was uh it was a strange one
0: beverly hillbilly's cool and then he (laughs) sees like like c-span he's like oh that's totally bogus dude (laughs)
1: how about when he sees the young lady
0: yes uh bodacious dudette i believe is what he calls her
1: she was indeed and the bold and the beautiful as well (laughs) yeah what time of day is he watching tv here
0: (laughs) i guess in the middle of the day what is what was the impetus for this promo like why did they decide okay we're gonna have him sitting in front of the tv flipping through the channels and then Splinter's gonna be there in the lazy boy recliner, slightly off camera.
1: Your problem is the the promo, and I guess my problem is why the fuck does this even exist? Like, why does Kawabunga exist? Why does this fake Splinter exist? This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen.
0: Taking advantage of something that's hot, right? The Ninja Turtles. Oh
1: my god! I mean, yes, like I get like striking while the iron's hot, but this is just this is just ridiculous. But
0: Brian, what about Gaylord the Great?
1: Also a former uh, (laughs) Promo About Nothing uh, participant, right?
0: Yeah, Jeff Gaylord, yes, for those who are not aware. He is uh, quite a promo uh, master in his own right.
1: (laughs) And uh, yeah, who would have known? He would have kind of been indirectly involved with the promo and not be the most offensive thing about it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Are you talking about Splinter's accent? Is that what you're talking about?
1: I'm just talking in general about. about oh. the, I mean, I'm a, I'm offended on a on a on a personal level with this the level of absurdity that uh, Cowabunga is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I'm not sure what they're looking for here, but I guess they got it.
1: Clearly, Jerry Lawler booked this, by the way. 'Cause how big does uh Cowabunga put over Jerry Lawler?
0: <laughs> you finally get to watch the wrestling on TV and yeah, he is loving it. i minute it, of it. Jerry Lawler, yeah, Jerry the King, his highness. <laughs>
1: he calls it <him> his <laughs> highness. Oh boy.
0: Yeah, really laid it on thick for the king. So yeah, it's probably yeah. a Jerry Lawler creation.
1: <laughs> oh, for that alone he should be kicked for Cowabunga, the creation of Kawabunga, he shouldn't be allowed in the WWE Hall of Fame
0: it should be revoked right now
1: (laughs) yes yeah just yeah show just show this and be like yeah you know what you're out
0: (laughs) (laughs) if not for that for tagar right
1: (laughs) i I think tagar is less offensive
0: Lord of the Volcano. Go look that one up, guys. (laughs) Lord Uh, of the
1: Idiots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. One more time, do the survey. tinyurl.com slash WPAN survey. It'll really help us out. tinyurl.com slash WPAN survey. And finally, Brian, I want to say before we get out of here... This week it's three years of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Can you believe it?
1: I cannot. They have flown by.
0: It's yeah. It's really weird. Remember recording those first episodes, sitting in my old kitchen, the old place.
1: Yeah. What? How life has changed uh, for for you, Michael, especially, but for both of us, really.
0: Yeah. It's really. Uh, yeah, things are completely different. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Well, happy anniversary, buddy. Happy anniversary. Let's keep going, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I like doing this.
0: All right, let's do it again next week, next Monday, episode 161 coming your way of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Till then, he is the brawler Brian Malonis, I'm Mike Crockett, big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.